Technology has been a part of the oil and gas business since the 19th century, driving advances in exploration, drilling, transport, and refining. From steam power to fracking to the Internet of Things and AI, technology pervades everything now in the energy business. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. With me is co-host Kelsey Warner. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Mustafa. So, Kelsey, as I said at the top of the, the this episode, that uh, technology has been a really big feature of oil and gas for around two centuries. Um, but it seems these days uh, the, the the rapid pace of, of development um, of technologies and of oil and gas in a number of areas means that, that somehow oil and gas companies are having to look a little bit more like technology companies. Right. In the same vein of every company these days is a technology company, the oil and gas industry, I mean, as it faces economic decline, but also the knock-on effect on oil prices, push for decarbonization, these themes that technology can help address if deployed effectively. And, you know, our hometown company here, Adnoc, had a major week last week on all things technology. They convened 30 CTOs from around the world on the topic of the role of technology to address this post-COVID future, um, which I just think is so fascinating. And Adnoc said that they have, from their digital hub, generated $1.1 billion in business value, which is just a staggering figure. So to dig into that and to further understand what they mean by that and what all is going into it, it's just um, topical, it's urgent, and to me, endlessly fascinating, as I said. Well, helpfully, um, we're speaking to Alan Nelson, who is the Chief Technology Officer of ADNOC, um, about that meeting, as well as the broader uh, subject of technology and the energy business. Alan, uh, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So recently, you hosted uh, a gathering of chief technology officers from the oil and gas industry, which strikes me as not being something that perhaps was very common a few years ago. Um, it, it, would, you, would you say that that's, that's fair? Yeah, so this was the first ad hoc CTO roundtable that we've ever had. And I think it's also fair to say this is probably the first CTO roundtable uh, across the entire oil and gas industry uh, that has ever been conducted at certainly at such scale and with the breadth of the different CTOs and the companies that were represented. So technology and innovation is not something that has suddenly arrived in this industry. It, it pretty much has been driving it uh, for the best part of two centuries. But what is different now about technology's role in the way energy is produced, the way energy is, is discovered, the way that the, the most is, 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 is used uh, as efficiently as possible when it comes to, to energy and oil and gas, is that technology's pervaded every aspect of your business. It isn't just at the point where you drill or the point that you transport or the, or, or the point that you refine. It's everywhere, hence the point of needing a chief technology officer in, in a company like Adnox and, and other energy industries, uh, energy industry players. Is that something that you guys remark upon or has it become so matter of fact that it, it, it's accepted? So technology for us helps us do a number of things. So the first thing 
that technology allows us to do is enhance efficiencies. So think about this in terms of being more energy efficient or perhaps even using less fresh water. The second thing that technology allows us to do is to optimize our overall performance. That is making sure that all of our assets, all of our factories, all of our plants, all of our reservoirs are running at 100% or the best possible performance that we can possibly achieve. And the third thing is overall unlock greater value, not only from our assets, but from our resources. So when I speak about assets here, I'm really talking about our plants, our refineries, our manufacturing sites. And when I talk about resources, it's making sure that we are extracting the hydrocarbons, whether that's uh, oil or whether that's natural gas, to the greatest efficiency that we possibly can. And over the years, actually for many decades, we've made a series of strategic investments related to technology to allow us to do all of these things. And over the past four years alone, our Panorama Digital Command Center and our Thamama Subsurface Collaboration Center have each generated over 1 billion US dollars in business values for the organization. So technology has really always been at the core of what we do. And I think today we see technology and maybe more correctly, the speed of technology as really giving us a competitive advantage. Alan, I wanna dig into this $1 billion figure, but I'm not quite ready to let go of the uh, round table quite yet um, because it was such a unique opportunity to bring together leaders from the industry in sort of a first of its kind forum as oil and gas is facing economic downturn, fallen prices owing to the pandemic. Um, what did you take away from that meeting of the minds? What did you learn? What surprised you from last week? Can you share any of that kind of insight? Sure. So we had a very robust discussion during the ADNOC CTO roundtable last week as part of our inaugural Innovation Week and UAE Innovation Month. And again, this brought together over 30 of the global CTOs from international en energy companies around the world to discuss the role that technology is playing today and will play in the industry in a post-COVID world moving forward. Principally, we talked about three different topics. So the first topic we, we touched on was digitalization. So how are we using digital uh, capabilities? How are we using artificial intelligence to improve efficiencies and to optimize our performance? The second area that we talked about was decarbonization or decarbonizing the overall value chain. That is, how can we be more efficient? That is, produce less uh, greenhouse gas emissions. And how can we further capture CO2 with different technologies to even reduce the amount of CO2 that's in the atmosphere today? The third area that we touched on were fuels of the future. So talking about future fuels such as hydrogen and the overall hydrogen economy, and what technologies would need to be enabled in order to really drive this overall energy transition moving forward. There were really a several key takeaways from that discussion. So one of the, the key things that that group agreed upon was that when it comes to technology, there is no one size fits all solution for organizations, for industries, or for companies. That is, we need to look at all technology platforms. And it's not about choosing one type of technology over another, but ensuring that we've got a robust portfolio of different technologies. A second really key takeaway from that discussion was driving a learning mindset around technology within organizations. 
we often talk about R&D transformation processes or digital transformation processes, but the reality is we're actually going through a massive business transformation and an industry-wide transformation. That is, how do we get our employees to embrace change? How do we get organizations to embrace change? How do we get society to embrace changes when it comes to the energy uh, transition? And the last really key takeaway from that discussion is we all agree that collaboration and partnerships are critical for success. No one person, no one company, no one industry can solve every single problem, especially in the areas like decarbonization and fuels of the future. And we all agree that collaboration across that CTO network, collaboration across the overall industry is absolutely crucial to our long-term success. So something you mentioned there, decarbonization, carbon removal out of the value chain. Can you give me um, a kind of real world example of carbon capture and techno how technology is playing a role in carbon capture for ADNOC? So there, there are two main areas where we're very focused on reducing our carbon emissions. So the first one, as I mentioned, is around energy efficiency. And this is a key cornerstone of the decarbonization strategy for ADNOC and the overall industry. And simply said, the easiest molecule, the easiest, uh, say, CO2 molecule to decarbonize is the one you do not produce to begin with. So the more efficient that we are across our operations, the less CO2 that we emit. So efficiency is the key cornerstone that we start with. After that, then we start to look to technologies that can capture or abate CO2. And here we're talking about carbon capture and sequestration or carbon capture utilization and sequestration. So essentially these are technologies that can go out and grab the CO2 in our processes, go out and grab and capture the CO2 in the atmosphere, selectively pull that CO2 in, and then we can use that CO2 for different purposes. So today, we deploy carbon capture technology to remove over 800,000 tons of CO2 every year. And we have plans to expand this with new projects to a total of 5 million tons of CO2 every year. And we use this CO2 to inject in our wells and actually produce more hydrocarbons. So it has a net benefit to us. That is, we're not just simply storing it underground, we're using it to actually produce our uh, crude oil more efficiently, more effectively than we could otherwise do. So CCUS and these technologies are an important part of our efforts at ADNOC to reduce our emissions. And again, we have very ambitious plans to take our CO2 capture and storage to even greater scale. Um, Alan, I'm, I'm interested to know um, from your discussions with your colleagues in other companies, are there are there areas in which you, you feel that technology can only take you so far that there is a kind of there are the kind of barriers that you're going to be waiting for that next leap in tech before you can kind of uh, increase the scale of what you're trying to do or expand your horizons? Yeah, there's a, there's many new promising technologies that are out on the horizon, and and equally there's also best in class or best available technologies that exist today. And, and the industry right now is focusing on both of those areas. So today we're deploying best in class technology across our assets, again, to drive efficiency and to drive productivity 
And equally, we're investing in those technologies of the future. As a CTO, I would say there really is no limit to technology. Uh, we can develop technologies that can go out even today and remove very, very small amounts of CO2 in the atmosphere. And this is really um, akin to almost finding a needle in a haystack, if you will. The amount of CO2 in the atmosphere uh, is at a very, very low level relative to other sources of CO2. But we can actually go out there with technology today and selectively remove the CO2 from the atmosphere. I think the challenge, of course, that you get into is how fast can you scale these technologies and what is the cost to scale some of these technologies? So when it comes to technologies like direct air capture, right, that is removing CO2 from the atmosphere, that technology exists today, but that technology is at a very uh, low scale or a very small scale, and that technology is still very, very costly. So in that area, we're focusing on uh, developing better technology to allow us to scale faster and allow us to reduce the cost of separating the CO2 from the atmosphere. But again, when it comes to technology, this is the natural evolutionary cycle. There really is no limit to technology, but we need to implement technology, develop technology in a way that it can scale very quickly and scale cost effectively. Alan, you sound like a bit of a technocrat. <laughs> I, I, would, I would characterize myself as a, as a bit of a technocrat, a technology evangelist, maybe even a digital evangelist as well. Okay, so how do you bring that evangelism into a company like Adnoc? You are the first CTO for the company, which to Mustafa's point has a long history of you know, technology innovation presence, but it's still a new role. It's still a new sort of company culture in some ways, right? How, how does that work for you? What does that look like? So the, the importance around technology um, is really set at the top of this company. So Dr. Sultan El-Jaber, our CEO, is also a technology believer. He is invested in technology uh, very heavily, very significantly over the last several years. And he is truly a believer in the power and the benefits that technology can bring to Adnoc, can bring to Abu Dhabi, and to bring to the UAE. So in many respects, my job today is very easy because he supports the deployment and, and in investments in technology, in new process technology, in digital, in artificial intelligence. Now, when it comes to identifying uh, the different technology platforms and how we implement technology, I often say we don't do technology simply for technology's sake, right? We do technology to create value, to be more efficient, to, to be more sustainable, to produce more products. And, and all of our technologies that we invest in today uh, must meet those key objectives in order for us to invest in those different areas. When I think of sort of the the mythical oil men of the past, you know the uh, the John D. Rockefellers, the John Paul Gettys, even the, the even the ones of Western popular popular culture like J.R. Ewing, um, you, you kind of have this this idea of of uh, you know visionary um, men who who wouldn't let anything stop them. But I wonder if the next generation of of oil men, if you like, oil men and women, that is, 
are going to be more similar to, um, you know, a Sheryl Sandberg or a Bill Gates or a, um, a Tim Cook uh, than these guys from 100 years ago because of the, the nature of, of technology in the business. When I look at, at technology across the oil and gas industry, I, I would segment it into kind of two different buckets or two different areas, if you will. So the first uh, bucket or category of technology is around continual improvement, right? So we have assets, we have facilities that produce and refine our products today. And there's tremendous, tremendous opportunity to continue to develop and implement new technologies across those assets. Um, and, and we can't lose sight of that. There is the other side of this that I think you're referencing as well, which is what are those future technologies? What are some of those blue sky technologies that exist on the horizon or perhaps even just beyond the horizon that we should also focus in on? And, and maybe that's where we can learn from some of the other industries about how to go faster, um, and how to really accelerate the, the scale and deployment of technology. I'm fortunate, you know, throughout my career, I've worked in a number of industries from oil and gas to petrochemicals, to platinum group metals, to electronic materials, to lithium ion batteries, to fuel cells, water uh, treatment chemicals, agriculture chemicals, and a number of others. And I think one of the key things I've learned throughout my career is we can learn a lot from other industries. We can learn a lot about how to go faster to develop that technology. We can also learn a lot about how to scale that technology. So for example, when you look at the electronic materials industry, a product life cycle typically is 18 months, maybe at most 24 months. And if you don't develop that product and commercialize it within that time window, you miss the opportunity. So speed is absolutely essential in markets like that. And so what I've tried to do in ADNOC is borrow many of those mindsets that I've, I've gained by working in different industries and really apply that to oil and gas. So maybe I'm a bit of a, a hybrid between the John D. Rockefellers of the world and, and perhaps the Bill Gates, but I try to bring both perspectives into ADNOC to make sure that we are leveraging our current investments or current assets to the fullest extent but also making sure that we do keep our eye on the ball in the future. Alan Nelson, Chief Technology Officer at Adnock, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you very much for the time today. Kelsey Warner, thank you for being with us this episode. As always, good to be here. Thanks, Mustafa. And thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, do subscribe or leave a review. All that remains to thank our production team, Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan. Please join us again next time. <laughs>